And now, coming at you live-ish, covering everything pop culture, comic books, and independent wrestling, it's Romeo Falcon and Geeks and Wrestling, the podcast. It's Romeo Falcon with the Geeks and Wrestling Podcast. I'm really doing my damnedest to uh, sound really positive right now. Uh, and I know this is a little late, uh, but it's it was a rough uh, April. It was a rough <laughs> April, man, uh, for geeks and wrestling and music lovers. Um, God, I just started off, man, with uh, just saying flat out. Rest in peace to a man that's a legend. I would say the greatest guitarist of all time. Not even, you know what? I mean, guitarist is like not even. Not even, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about an artist, entertainer. I mean, he was in movies. He created a movement. I mean. He changed with times. Like every, every generation has a new version of Prince. So rest in peace. No, wait, Prince, actually, no, no, yeah, no. I mean, no, you mean no. I, I can't even agree to that. I can because what? Who's the new generation that uh, that would be an equivalent to Prince? I, I'm talking about new generations that love Prince. That's oh, what oh, I mean. Oh, I don't oh, mean I, like I thought you meant like they come out like every no, generation. no, 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 no. I mean like there's everybody is a Prince fan. Is what I'm saying. Everybody. Ooh man. Everybody. Actually, you know, and just to let everybody know, uh, before you know, before you came over and we started recording the podcast, I was listening to a Bruce Springsteen. Um, he sang "Purple Rain," and I choked up. I mean, well, to me, it was a little bit more personal because many reasons. Uh, can I go hey, into this? Go, let's go, man. Let's go. Uh, you know, for many people that don't know, some of my, I mean, obviously my friends know, but I used to be a DJ in a previous chapter in my life. And, uh, man, Prince was like that one guy that you could always say, okay, nobody's dancing. I need girls on the dance floor. Bam, Erotic City. Bam. You know, I had, like, remixes. So, like, you know, Controversy. You know, I have, mm. like, you know, just those oh. little songs. And, I, I mean, and then women just hit the dance floor. And it's like if you just want to go back to a classic and make everyone have a good time, you can't go wrong with his tracks, you know? I mean, you're right. Every – okay, so let's just we'll we'll get to that part of things, but tell me your first introduction to Prince. I, everybody remembers, and I'll tell my story. But what was your first introduction to Prince, man? Oh, and you know, and the funny thing is that I remember because yeah, of course you do. Th this this had to be uh, when Purple Rain first came out. Okay. Like obviously, like I've I maybe heard his tracks. Um, being raised in Chicago, they used to do you know mixes, early mixes, early eighties, seventies, even. And they used to mix some prints in there. But then when Purple Rain hit, uh, I remember, I mean, I didn't see it at the theater. I didn't even know about it. I was way too small. But then it hit cable television. And one day I walked in and I saw my mom and dad looking at, 
you know, I saw I saw the TV and I saw women like in lace. I mean, we're talking about I don't know how old I was, 10 years old or whatever, mm -hmm. 12 years old. And they were like, get out of the room. And so I'm like, what the hell was that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then because it was cable and obviously cable just first came out, they would play the same movies like over and over. Yeah. One day I caught like Purple Rain while the parents were gone and I was just like. Who is this guy? Who are these girls? What are they wearing? You know, so little kid, you know, that was my introduction to Prince. Uh, okay. And uh, was that, I mean, did it go, was it full circle? Like you were introduced to Prince as a, as a visual, like, boom, there's my first experience of Prince. And then the music, I mean, was it the full, Yeah, just the full Purple Rain, everything just, and were you just hooked? Hook, line, and sinker or what? I, I was actually pretty hooked because I've never seen nothing like that before. And, you know, I used to be an MTV kid. Okay. So as stuff was coming out on MTV, um, I you know, I just used to be glued to the set. And I used to put actually my, man, dude, I'm going way Go, back let's here. do it, man. Let's do it. So, you know, back in the early 80s, remember cassettes? Absolutely. Okay, you used to be able to record on these portable cassettes and also play back on the portable cassettes. So I used to hit record, man. We talk about ghetto days. I used to hit record and put the little cassette player recording right next to the TV speaker. That was my mm -hmm. little bootleg way of recording music. And so I was already in that mainstream mode, you know, listening yeah. to everything that's happening on MTV. So when I heard Prince, it was just more like, wow, who is this guy? This is like a movie music video, you know? So I was already in that frame of mind of just accepting anything that I'm hearing. Sure. So, uh, let me go into mine. Yeah, how about uh, yours? Oh, well, uh, funny is uh, Purple Rain came out in 84. Okay. Um, I was born in 84. A uh, little, little FF fun fact. About Romeo Falcon. But my mother um, took me as a baby. So, again, this is not a memory. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a memory. I'm just saying this is the parallels between um, me and Prince, I guess you can say. Or not parallels, but just, just, just how it ha full circle. Just how it happened, man. Uh, my mother took me to, to see Purple. Well, she went to see Purple Rain. I was just a baby in a stroller or in a little carrier that was accompanying my mother while she watched Purple Rain. Okay. So... That's my mom's story of, of that's how I was introduced to Prince. <laughs> was Wait, that you, she brought me as a baby. I never, I don't remember this. But you know what's funny? Uh, what's that? I, you know, uh, how did my mom and your mom and my mom is Mexican. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how your mom is. Uh, my mom is like, too. What yeah. made them say, "Let's go check out Prince"? You know um, what I mean? Well, like, I, well, funny is my mom's going to be on the podcast. Okay. This episode is a Prince episode and also Mother's Day episode. Uh, my mom's gonna be on the podcast, uh, but I don't know. I think and uh, putting a, I'm putting my mom on blast a little bit, but uh, you know, I don't know. My mom has always had a taste for uh, urban music. I guess you could say really? she's always been a Prince fan, Michael Jackson fan, Jackson Five. That's cool. Um, soul. She's always been a fan of that uh, that genre of music. Uh, so God bless her. She's always been uh, along with my dad, and I'm about to get into my dad right now. Um, my dad being ethnic or being a black man, my dad's a black guy. Uh, he's always obviously been into that music as well, but he's the one that introduced me to that side of music, uh, in, in, in Prince. Now here's, here's where I was introduced to him. I was young, uh, you know, I was born in 84. So I was at the very end of the eighties growing up as a small child. So I didn't get to be a teenager in the eighties or anything like that, but I did, my parents were young, you know, they still were young uh, and uh, young parents, I guess you could say. And my dad had a 1984 black 
Buick Regal. Okay. Okay, that thing was cherry, okay? And he kept he's always kept his cars clean. I'm talking waxed, shining. And it used to bug the crap out of me and my brother because over the summers, my dad we would be with my dad. My dad worked graveyards. So we would always be with my dad. Well, my dad would drive his car weekly, sometimes two times a week, to the car wash and hand wash his cars. Now, we grew up in Bay City, an hour south of Houston, in the hot summers, okay, okay. in these hot cars. Now, the only saving grace to these deathly days of watching my dad wash the cars was music. And I remember being introduced to Prince and... This song is what got me hooked. Diamonds and Pearls. <laughs> Diamonds and Pearls. I remember getting into that Regal and going, oh, dad's about to drag us to the car wash. And then he'd pop in the cassette and then you'd hear the do-do-do-do. And it was Prince and that would just soothe me like, all right, today's not going to be that bad of a day. <laughs> and it was Prince. I mean, and it was all of the very um, common songs listening to with my dad, too. I mean, I listen Controversy, obviously. All, all these songs, you know, Purple Rain, uh, Diamonds and Pearls, Let's Go Crazy. You know, uh, all of these songs culminated to me being in that hot car, watching my dad wash the car, but just being soothed by Prince. And from a very young age, it was like, it's it did. It wasn't like it was such a different type of music for me. Like I could listen to Michael Jackson and go, "All right, that's that's a pop hit. Oh, that's a hit." I mean, but Prince for me was like just it was so melodic, and you can hear the difference between how a music is made from other artists to what he did. And that was my first uh, experience of Prince was listening to Diamonds and Pearls and my dad's Buick Regal in hot summer days of Texas and. I loved his, I've always loved his music. And my dad um, has always stayed current with Prince. No matter uh, what was going on, I, I could rely on my dad. If Prince had a new track, a CD out, my dad bought it. And it was in the CD player. It was in the car. And no matter what, my dad was like, I've got to go get the new Prince album. And it was always, the new Prince album was always in our house. Dude, I'm curious. So did your dad take it hard, that Prince? Or have you talked to him about it? Or uh, You know, I actually, I, on the way here, I was just uh, on the on the horn with my dad. Uh, and we didn't even talk about it because, you know, it, it, it kind of happened. But my dad isn't the type of person to get hit. He's not a very emotional guy. Okay. I'll just tell you like that. Um, he's very cool in his, in his demeanor. And... Uh, when Michael died, now that Prince had died, I remember when Michael died, especially, I was still living in Colorado. I called my dad and I was like, Dad, Michael's dead. And my dad was like, Yeah, everybody dies. You know, and I'm like, But dad, it's Michael. And he's like, Yeah, but we have his music, so it's all good. So that's kind of how my dad is with that kind of stuff. You know, he's never really been too emotional about that. Um, and I, so that's all I can say about that. Well, actually, you know, um, I, you know, now that I have some time to think about it, and maybe I'm like, I'm like, gonna get a little too deep for this podcast. No, get deep. That's what we're gonna get deep into this purple podcast. <laughs> um, I think what was interesting, or the reason that you know, okay, so realistically or truthfully, I kind of let go of Prince like in the 2000s. I, you know, I I moved on to other music. I started doing other things. I started being preoccupied. But I, uh, but I always knew that he was there. Like when he went out on Arsenio Hall, when Arsenio made a comeback, mm -hmm. you know, my wife, uh, 
my wife kind of told me I ran to the TV, said, let's look at it, you know. So even though uh, I kind of got away from him, I was always curious because I was still a fan, you know. Absolutely. Um, but I think his death, what it happened, what that maybe the reason that it hurt, because it's not so much that it's like I personally knew him where I was like his biggest fan. But also, I think it bothered me because you he has always been there, you know, because like I just told a story about when I was 12 years old, for example. Sure. He has always been there and he has, you know, and we have seen him. Uh, um, I don't know why he's different than Michael Jackson, but or he would be maybe a little bit on the same kind of plane. But he has always been there. And then when his death happened, I started reflecting back on like, oh, I remember when I was a kid. Oh, I remember back in the right. 80s. Oh, yeah. I remember slow dancing to this song. And it was like you're getting hit with this whole like. Oh my God! Time has flown back. It just kind of slaps you in the face or something, you uh, know. No, and I, you know, we almost take these artists and their music for granted. We really do. We get so accustomed, especially you and I, um, because we've been raised in a generation where music was so it wasn't it wasn't. I mean, right now we have smartphones. If we want something, it's instant gratification. We right. hear a song, we can buy it. Ninety nine cents. In our time, it was such a, a we we would hear rumors on MTV, MTV News. Prince is in the studio working on his 18th studio album. It should be coming out this fall. Oh, we, oh wow! Prince has got a new album coming out in fall. Awesome! And we would wait, and we would wait, and we would have to go to Sam Goody to go buy that album on that Tuesday, and we would have to put the CD in and listen from the beginning to the end to find out what we liked about that artist or what that music was and have to talk about it to somebody. Hey man, did you get the new Prince album? No, I haven't got it yet. You know, it was one of those things to where, you know, we took it for granted. Right. You know, and now we're seeing Prince has passed away. Now everybody's like a Prince fan all of a sudden, you know, and I don't mean, it's cool. I don't get me wrong. It's just, well, I, you know, I think a lot of people are getting hit with, with it. Um, yeah, for a minute I did think that like okay now everyone's gonna jump on the bandwagon, but I think there's a lot of people that are maybe you know the older generation that kind of feels like like me in a sense where it's like hey maybe I wasn't listening to him last year, but man you know I remember when I was younger and I remember you know and, the, and yeah. so everyone's just getting a hit with the nostalgia how, you know uh, and it's just a fun funny question. How much did you listen to 1999 in the year 1999? Dude, actually, uh, there used to be a club called Polyesters on uh, uh, Richmond, on Richmond Avenue, Richmond and Fountain View. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to Polyesters? Not, man. I've they just jammed any. 70s. Man, it was like the hottest 70s, 80s club. One section was 70s, one section was 80s, packed all the time. And uh, we went to the New Year party, uh, and they played 1999, and I was dancing 1999 on 1999. And I did the same thing. <laughs> I remember uh, 1999, I was a sophomore in high school, and I went to a friend's house, and uh, we partied like it was 1999. <laughs> um, but I did y'all play 1999? Yes, we did. Yeah. We played that. I mean, I mean, and that's another thing. Like, you know, those songs are timeless. Right. They're absolutely timeless, 1999. Um, my mom's favorite song is uh, Raspberry Beret. Another just timeless song I guess right. too. It's so uh it it's just it, you know, it's it's just it hurts, man. Yeah, well, you know, and, and like I was saying, it was like who at this point, you know, my wife was saying, Well, you know, because uh, I was like, Who's higher than Prince? And she's all like 
well, you know, there's still like Stevie Wonder. And I'm like, well, look, don't get me wrong. Stevie Wonder, I mean, the dude can play. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. See, Prince could go off into jazz or funk and go off into Stevie Wonder's arena or area or whatever and jam with him, you know, and 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 hold his own and maybe sometimes maybe even play better. But a person like Stevie cannot go into Prince's world and say, I'm going to now make jams like Prince, you know, uh, Prince was just like he could morph into different things, which is and why he did that. I right. Mean, and you hear it with all the songs that he also wrote for other artists that were hits that you're like, that was a Prince song that, right. you know, he wrote all this other music for people that you wouldn't necessarily say is his type of music. You know what right, I mean? Right. So I get what you're saying because, yeah, Prince, his Super Bowl performance, man. It's got to be. I saw that sitting in the bar. I, you know, I, I'm not into sports, but I remember. Uh, he was going to do the halftime and uh, went to a bar just to catch the performance. I was just sitting there looking at it, you know, barely hearing the music, but just looking at it. You know, I didn't want to miss it. No, it's been rated one of the best Super Bowl performances of all time. And, we'll, and you know, it's like him and Michael Jackson, like they did that. You know, they, it, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing that I'm going to pose to you uh, and I don't know, maybe uh, listeners might be like, man, what's up with you? You know, or what's up with you guys? But it's like literally, seriously, who is higher than Prince? I, I mean, mean the, the dude could like pick up instruments and just play and he them. Did. You know, I think I think I read it or, you know, I didn't even know this, you know, and it's sad that I didn't. But he wrote his first song at age seven. I think it was seven. Oh, yeah, he yeah. wrote his first song. Yeah. Like, dude, I wasn't, I was playing with Legos at seven years old, building very, very poorly made spaceships. Um, I think also uh, he, he wanted to write music at 15, but was it the record label didn't want to, uh, you know, give like, let a 15 year old kid produce their own song. So he had to wait four years uh, for him to, you know, for them to like accept it. And so he was 19 and he produced his first album. You know, and it's like, who's higher than that, dude? I mean, you know, like, don't get me wrong. If Michael Jackson was still alive, hey, Michael Jackson is a great entertainer. Dude, I could say a lot of things about Michael Jackson that are yeah, great. Absolutely. But he's not going to be just picking up instruments and just like well, and going I, and off. I compare, you know? And I compare um, Michael Jackson and Prince in two different elements. Right, right. I say Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer right. of all times. Right. Done. Right there. Greatest entertainer. Michael Jackson. He He's the king. Prince is the greatest musical genius right. of all time. That's the way I look at Prince is because, you know, I don't give a damn what anybody says. That listen to this podcast. Look, Kanye West is garbage. There's a lot of musicians out there that claim they're geniuses and they're garbage. Right. Prince never, Prince was an absolute genius and never walked around having to say, I'm a musical genius. Right. He never had to walk around saying, I'm the best guitarist. I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. And I play all these instruments. You guys are beneath me. He always kept it real. I'm a normal human like everybody else. And I think that's why the fans loved him the way they did. Is because he never... He, don't get me wrong. He was always like any man that can wear assless chaps and heels and still be like, I'm going to have sex with that girl tonight. <laughs> and did. Right. Okay, now that's that's... I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's one of the things I told, I told, uh, I was telling my wife, I go, Prince is the kind of guy that if he threw on like some pantyhose and high heels, he'll make a girl go, ah, 
But if I threw on pantyhose and high heels, they'll probably call the cops on me. And you're right. Like, <laughs> Prince is that guy that could be like, you know, in some... Some and some <laughs> some thigh highs, some heels, assless chaps, a belly shirt with his hair cornrowed, licking a lollipop and eating a taco, and tell a girl, "Hey, you want to come over?" And she would go, "Yes, I do." And we're having sex tonight. And he would say, "After we eat pancakes," <laughs> you know, because that's that's Prince, man. That's just. He you know that's and I will say this, you know, the, you know, and Jamie Foxx said it too. He's a very handsome man. I'm gonna just say it right there. He's a handsome guy. Yeah, I mean you know. And he was looking good for his age, man. Absolutely. You know, now it's just I mean, really I'm curious to know what happened. I mean, I don't wanna speculate. You know, I, I did defend him at first because I, I'm, you know, when people were first saying drug overdose, drug overdose. And I think I've I I've heard it was an overdose on pain pills. Right, but the well, if it is okay. At first, people were telling me heroin overdose, cocaine. I'm like, dude, no. If you knew, if you knew Prince, he was very religious. He got very religious. Yeah, he did. He was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, um, but he's yeah, he definitely started showing it like back in the '90s, and um, and so I was just like, nah, no way. I, I and that's the thing. And we're, now we're talking about speculation and right. and, and uh, you know conspiracy theories here. Uh, I read too; it was HIV or AIDS, which. I could believe, you know, not not necessarily because I want to believe it, but I'm just saying like the man lived a very promiscuous life in the 80s, the 70s and whatnot or whatever have you. Like he was doing it, you know what I mean? And for him to have contracted that sexually, I would not have like, no way, not Prince. No, I can believe that. Yeah. Um, you I know, know we I'm have- not, I shouldn't laugh. I'm not. That's not what I mean by this. This is no disrespect. It's just when I read those little speculations, I went. Okay, I can believe that. You know, he did. He was a freak. You know what I mean? Um, and now, again, I, it, it still hurts me to read because, like, he's gone. And I really don't want to read any more about him being gone. And now I'm at a point where it hurt. I was hurt. And now I've moved on. And now I've accepted it. Now let's just praise the man for what he gave us. Right. You know what I mean? Let's just, you know, he gave us music. He gave us art. He gave us... You know, he gave us all of our memories back. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. That's the thing. Like, his his music is a time machine. Right. Every single song you hear from him is a time machine. And that's the way I look at it. You know? Um, so, man. I don't, all right, man. We're going we're gonna to move on. Uh, and we're going to actually... I'm going to introduce my guest. Um, this, this conversation isn't over. This okay. is the Purple Podcast. Geeks and Wrestling Purple Edition. Um, but my guest on the podcast, uh, it's mother's day this weekend. Um, coming up this weekend, it's mother's day. And, uh, I got my mom on the podcast. I recorded this, uh, last year, uh, when I was back in Colorado visiting with her, it's not a in-depth conversation. It's not serious. It's just me and my mom sitting down talking about wrestling and just talking about how crazy I have been. So without further ado, um, I'm really not going to tell my mom's name cause I don't want anybody like getting on Facebook, looking her up, you know, I don't want any of that. We're just going to call this podcast a sit down, the purple podcast, purple edition, whatever have you. Romeo's mom. All right. That's what we're going to, that's what we're doing. We're going to interview. It's my mom, Romeo's mom. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into my mom's podcast. We're not done talking about Prince. And I'm also going to give a little bit of a, a time slot, I guess you could say for China. 
because we lost China too. Oh yeah. So without further ado, let's get into my mom's podcast. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I love you. Hey, so I'm sitting here with my mom. We're gonna just call her mom for the sake of the podcast. But you met a few. You met actually a wrestler on Sunday though, and I introduced you instead of just my mom to your. Was that Johnny Crash? Johnny Crash. Okay. Yep, you met Johnny Crash. Nice guy. Yeah. Wasn't he a nice guy? Nice little guy. <laughs> he wasn't little at all. <laughs> but he knows that. He uh, knows that. Little big guy. Little big guy. Yep. Yeah. I need you to hold that mic just like your. Hold that mic right there. Okay. You got it? Got it. All right. So I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time since I started talking about this podcast. And the reason why is because there's a lot of moms out there that have babies, kids, boys and girls that are pro wrestlers. And I needed to hear your input on what it's like to be the mother of a wrestler. But before we get into that, I'm a first generation wrestler, I guess you can say, because there's not any wrestlers in our family, right? Mm, I don't believe so. No. So I'm a first generation. However, I feel like the root of my wrestling comes from like you and dad, because you grew up in Houston or in that Early on, yes, grew up with the Houston wrestling, Paul Bosch announcer. See, and like names like that are synonymous in the wrestling community. Like yeah, they know yeah, Paul Bosch. Yeah, yeah, so, Paul Bosch, Gino Hernandez, uh-huh. uh, Mil Mascaras. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, like the Guerreros? Yeah, the Guerrero brothers. Uh-huh. And uh, um, we're thinking of Jose Laterio. Oh, Jose Laterio. Yeah, there we cannot go. forget about Jose Laterio. See, so like that's so. a name that's really synonymous in wrestling because he trained Shawn Michaels, who eventually yeah. became my favorite wrestler. So okay. there's, there's all these like tie-ins yeah. to you watching wrestling. And yeah. then it kind of, I guess it got passed on to me. Yeah. We, we watched it on TV as, as kids all the time. And that once or twice that my dad took us to see Houston wrestling live as children, well, we just thought we were in hog heaven <laughs> to see Pa Bosch in person. So that was like your WrestleMania moment. I've been yeah, to WrestleMania's yeah. and big shows and whatnot. Yeah. Now I'm wrestling. But so tell me about those experiences being there live and what you saw. Like who did you see that just stuck out besides like Pa Bosch? Gosh, I'm so much older now, so I don't Stop remember it. exactly. I really don't remember exactly. But you told me that you saw Mil Mascaras. I did see Mil Mascaras, yes. See, I do, I do is, remember watching him wrestle. That's awesome. Live. Live. Yeah. Live. yeah. The man of a million masks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, see, and that's cool. There's stuff like that. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I may not be like a second-generation wrestler or anything, but I feel like I come from... Uh, pretty much like what you grew up with watching. Yeah, so you yeah. had a passion and, and love for watching it with your brothers. Yeah, yeah. Being an only girl with four four brothers, I had no choice <laughs> but to watch whatever they and, wanted to watch, and it was usually wrestling. Right. Okay. So okay. So that is kind of how that goes into why I think I mm-hmm. had a bug for it. Yeah. So and that's what I wanted to talk about. So that like, you saw Paul Bosch and Mil Mascares and did you ever see Andre the Giant? Yes, yes. I forgot you about did? Andre the Giant. Yes, Andre the Giant. I saw him. Uh, I think I saw him live. You saw him live? I think I did. Wow. I, like I said, I was so young. It's hard to remember exactly which ones we saw live. Yeah. But uh, you did. You but saw but I one. I did. I and I was young. I was likely. Psh, Six, 
six years old, five, what? something like that. So very young. Yeah. Wow. But still, crazy. still into it. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Then. Well, yeah, I don't then. know. We'll get into that. Yeah. So okay. So that's kind of where you your wrestling come from. Like you, you that were a fan. That kind of started. Yeah. Right. You started, and then obviously, well, I mean, I was yeah. in high school and whatnot, and just never grew out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can agree. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now going forward, tell me. Tell me what it was like when I told you I'm going to become a pro wrestler. What went through your mind? Being a Hispanic mom, yeah, you can immediately think of George Lopez. Wrestling, ta loco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So that's what you thought of, ta yeah. loco. Yeah, like, immediately, ta loco, okay. wrestling. All right. Uh, but did you take it serious? Did you know I was going to uh, take it serious? I mean... Um, yes and no, because you don't do anything just a little bit. Okay. You don't do, you don't kind of half-ass stuff. Okay. So kind of yes and no. I kind of thought you would get tired of it, mm -hmm. but I guess you didn't. So there's, there's where you didn't half-ass it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. Cause I did. I remember telling you guys like, I'm going to go over, be a wrestler and I'm going to go train. And uh, you and dad both looked at me like I was a little nuts. And we probably looked at each other like, oh, here we go. Here we go, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember dad's specific words is like, if you're going to do it, you better impress Vince. Vince McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, remember dad really? saying that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. But then shortly after I started training, um, I got injured. Yeah, and I remember that. And I wasn't really interested in going to watch my kid get beat up and yeah. whatnot. So. so, I mean, well, let's go, we'll, and we'll get to that and you watching me. Um, what do you say to the moms and, well, the parents out there that have pro wrestling kids, what do you say to them when it comes to these serious injuries? Because I tore my ACL and you were there for my surgery. You were there. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I came to and I came out of surgery, you looked right in my face and my eyes and said, are you done? Are you done with this? Oh, yeah. And I, I looked I at you and I, I think I was so drugged up. I said, no, not even in the least bit. Yeah. But what can you tell the people out there listening about how to handle a wrestling kid or whatever and, and an injury? What can you say? You know, I guess if it's a passion of your kids, you know, you might, you might as well support them in something like this, mm -hmm. you know, and back them up. Because they're going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. So why not have them do it with your support and your backup? And that's what exactly. I had Jesse Sorensen on before you. And, he, you know, I told you about him a little bit. That he broke his neck live yeah. on pay-per-view. Yeah. He's paralyzed. Yeah. And his mother sat by his side through that whole ordeal. Yeah. And yeah. he mentions that in the podcast yeah. prior to you. But, guys, I wanted to touch on that because you pretty much did that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, when it I doesn't feel good to see right. your kid all hurt and beat up, but right. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you know, there's a lot of worse things that you could be into that could hurt you worse than yeah. something like this. So why not right. back it up and support it? And you know, it? and I'm a, I'm out here advocating anti-bully. You know, I'm always helping yeah. the kids and making sure to be a positive role model or influence on these kids, and that's why I'm doing. Yeah, this. and I'm proud of that. So, and yeah. that's awesome. Thank you, mom. Um, yeah, because I wanted to ask you about how you felt when I got injured. And then we go into a little bit of uh, how long did it take you before you actually watched me wrestle, Mom? Well, a long time. Several years, I would have to say. Yeah, because I've been in the business almost a decade. But again, I mean, there's not too many moms that want to see your 
kid getting banged up, you right, know, and, right. and that's kind so, of that, how that went. Right. So, but let's talk about, you. Went, I remember you came out to one of my shows early on, you know, shortly after yeah. I think I had torn my ACL and gotten back into it, or maybe before, I can't remember. It, yeah. But it was at... Um, the Denver Western Complex. Denver yeah. Western Complex. Yes, Lucha yes. show. Yeah, it was a Lucha, Lucha show. Lucha show. Yeah. And uh, I was still managing at the time as a manager, yeah. still learning my my ropes and whatnot. Yeah. And you came to that and supported me, and I think you were like, eh. yeah. You yeah. know. I was kind of like, I could take it or leave it. You yeah. know, it's all good. But my dream was always for you to watch me actually wrestle when I, you know, got, I guess you can say, worked my way into becoming a wrestler and not a manager. And you actually came and saw me finally wrestle. Finally. Finally, this past Sunday. I don't know when this is going to air, but yeah. this is a, we're doing this on a Tuesday. And this past Sunday, she came out and uh, watched yeah. me wrestle for the first time, which you said Johnny Crash. Yeah. In front of a live, ruckus audience <laughs> of uh, 14 people. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not very many people, but... Some good interaction, uh, though, that's for about sure. About 14 people, yeah. seven of which I sold tickets to you, <laughs> and, and God bless you for paying. Uh, I think it was more than 14 people. It might have been 20, 25. <laughs> so, All right. but it, it was good. It was good interaction. Thanks for bringing me had, back up. Yeah, yeah had, had a lot of fun. So tell me about that experience, because, you know, you went to the Western Complex, which was a big, big crowd. You've seen Paul Bosch and his promotions, mm, a yeah. big crowd. And you've seen me wrestle in other places where I've been wrestling in front of a bigger mm, crowd. Yeah. And then you come to this one, and it's a little rinky-dink, yeah, little yeah. hall, no AC. Yeah, no AC. Woo, nothing cold to drink. Nothing cold to drink. Yeah. And uh, like you said, I'm going to say, I'm going to help myself out, 25 people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we get into my match, what was your take on the lucha wrestling you saw uh, it, it started out fun and the trash talking was just awesome uh, <laughs> was awesome like yeah the, you I, heard yeah, it first the trash talking the trash was talking awesome. was awesome and then the fact that they were trash talking in spanish i couldn't help but to get involved with my two cents and to those that don't know everyone knows me that i'm hispanic descent and i speak no spanish no Spanish whatsoever. And, and that's my fault. No, yep. I apologize. And my mom's bilingual and she speaks Spanish. So she goes to Lucha shows and she is listening to them talk trash in Spanish, which they were ugly. Yeah. They, 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 this one, they were really kind of bad trash talking, which, you know, luckily I don't get offended easily, but somebody could have easily gotten okay. offended. Uh, but I just took it all with a grain of salt and just, you know, let it roll off. Right. You know, but it was kind of fun to interact because and I you kinda did, get, did. And you I, did oh interact. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. <laughs> let me paint a picture for you guys. Like some of you guys out there in the wrestling business know my mom. And she's this tiny, petite, very beautiful lady. Okay. Thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't look like she would come off as uh rambunctious, should I say. But you put her in the right atmosphere, you put her with the right people, and she's a flipping riot. And she was a riot at <laughs> this Lucha show, I would say, because I watched. that was without a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good right, idea. ladies and gentlemen, who's listening. I mean, moms yeah. drink, too. And my mom is an avid beer drinker and very, wine. Yeah, very little. Little. She's very social. But yeah, she's a social drinker. Very little alcohol, very social alcohol. But a beer or two could have really wound that up nicely. <laughs> nicely. Nicely. Says. Oh, jeez. 
We won't even say if you had a shot of tequila or something. Yeah, no. throw that in. And boy, <laughs> Pikachu and La Mumia, it would have been over with. You know, although Pikachu came to my rescue. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. So, yeah. so Momia is the uh, the Rudo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the the heel, and Pikachu's the uh, Technico or the baby. Yeah, and uh, Momia was uh, talking crap to me. Momia you. was talking crap to me, but not in a disrespectful way. I think he must have known I was your mom or something because he didn't get like ugly like he did to some of the other ladies. Okay, good because I'd have to kick yeah. Momia's ass. But he came over, and I thought he was going to grab me, and I jumped out of my seat and <laughs> almost fell into the other, our, my daughter-in-law's lap, and <laughs> of course yelled for Pikachu, Pikachu, are you that man? Pikachu, come help me, and and Pikachu came to my rescue. It was so cool. <laughs> so there you go. It was kind of funny. You got involved. Right uh, I got very involved. Good. And then, you know, going down the card, I had a match with Johnny Crash, who's the Lucha Libre and Laughs, another promotion here local in Denver. Look him up, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Big shout out. He's the Lucha Libre and Laughs champion. And uh, he was gracious and nice enough with the promoter and promotion. He put the title on the line. And I wrestled him for the first time, first title defense, in a two out of three fall 20-minute match. And you watched all 20 Yeah, minutes. yeah. It was, it was fun. So yeah. let's paint the picture here. 25 people. Johnny, well, oh, not to mention, um, the DJ did not show. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Just, no no DJ. So we had no music. No announcer. No announcer. No yeah. It was all yeah. very. It was all just us. Very in, indie <laughs> in, yeah. in the world. It's very indie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's paint the picture. I'm coming out, and Johnny Crash and I are, have. A comical, very good. We told a story though. Yeah, you yeah. definitely saw the story uh-huh. being told yeah, between. Yeah. It. We painted a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got. I mean, everything was really in that match: comedy, yeah. wrestling, uh, entertainment value, and even uh, bra and panties. <laughs> Thanks to Tina. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Th- no. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ma. <laughs> so wait a minute. The panties were things. To Tina and let me paint the picture for what you guys are thinking of the panties though they're not just panties they were bloomers yeah granny panties granny panties. <laughs> yeah they're granny panties but wait a minute there's more I did mention a bra and how did the bra come up mom well luckily my lovely daughter-in-law and I kind of have a little bit of a same wicked sense of humor mm-hmm. so we Casually walked over to Family Dollar to get us something nice and cold to drink Mm -hmm. and saw these, whoa, ginormous bras. (laughs) Okay. And said, hey, how might those fit in with the granny panties? Uh Uh-huh. So I got them. So you bought some bras. I got them and came back and said, hey, look, Tina, look what I have. She just thought I was the greatest. So now (laughs) let's get into the match. All right, so I'm wrestling Johnny Crash, and we're... Doing our best in front of 25 ruckus people. Next thing you know, there's these pink granny panties that get thrown into the (laughs) ring. And they get put in my face. And it was crazy. And then, God bless Johnny Crash. He's the one that goes ahead and... and He put them on. He put them on. (laughs) I thought they're either going to fit him or they're going to rip in two. And? They fit him. They fit (laughs) They Bless his heart, they fit him. <laughs> That's right. And then the bras came into play. 
And God bless our little referee, the little kid. Poor little guy. Didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Johnny and I put the bra on, and I'm going to have to post pictures of this during this podcast. I'm going to have yeah. to post pictures. I have pictures of Johnny in the panties. I have pictures of this little uh, referee kid with the bra on, and it was, it was hilarious. It was great. So, okay. But now let me ask you, Mom. After watching what I do in the ring, you didn't see too much of my wrestling, I guess you can say, because Johnny is big and we're limited at best. Yeah, yeah. After watching me wrestle, after watching me entertain as best as I can, tell me what you thought of it, what it was, I do. It was fun. It, it was fun to watch you entertain and make people smile and laugh and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, it, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely a fun. Would you say you're a... Would you say you're a one and done? As in, uh, you okay there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh-oh. <coughs> Sorry. You're good. Right, would you say you're a one and done? I mean, because uh, Grandma no. came out and saw me wrestle, and she was a one and done. Yeah. No, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a one and done. One and done. It's just, um, I don't know. It's got... I would like you to watch a different show, you know, a different and it, venue. And it could, could likely happen. You, you know, because I've, I've been begging you. Uh, yeah. I was. I've been begging you for years. <laughs> Thorn in my side over it. Oh, I gosh. said, let me go watch this boy wrestle so he can get out of my side here. Good yeah. Grief. Well, no, you I'm know, kidding. and well, I know. And lucha shows are always in uh, a very. They're kind of probably hit and miss. It sounds like. Yeah, like it's either going to be good or it's going to be kind of like it was. Uh, right. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lucha shows typically are put on in areas where lucha is more popular. Which As in that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Predominantly Hispanic, yeah. Mexican, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, um, no, I really appreciate you coming out. And it was so, fun. And I really enjoyed supporting me at that show. Uh, and after all these years, Mom, I have you on a platform to let the whole world know. And I want to let everybody here, and you included, like, thank you so much for supporting me and this whole journey and ride. Because it's not over for me, by all means. Um, right. but I just really want to thank you for always being there by my side and, uh, you know, through my injuries, um, the stupidity, cause there's been some stupidity oh, involved yeah. with it. Oh yeah. Um, but really thank you so much because not only are you, have you supported me, you're also kind of my like Facebook promoter, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, to the people that don't know she's on Facebook. I'm not going to give yeah. her information out, but yeah. she is on Facebook yeah. and the ones that know her on Facebook after hearing this, mess with her a little bit, you know, you know, t- t- give her a thank you for me because yeah. she supports me and all my. I do craziness. try to put it out there because right? you do. Yeah. You know, you live here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. Yep. But and I wrestle locally more in Houston, in the Houston, Texas area. But of course, all my family is in right. Houston, and yeah. you know, a few, all of my classmates, and so I. And you really, I, I, I let it be known to. And you've spread the yeah. word a lot, and there's yeah. so many different people down there that have bought shirts and yeah. support me on Facebook, right. and you know, there's a lot oh, that awesome. I've done, and so well, thank- I'm glad to do it. You know. Doesn't matter how old your kid gets, you know, they could be 50 years old as a mom. You still kind of like, oh, I got to help my kids sell chocolate bars for school or in this case, wrestling tickets, you know. Yeah. So you never really stop that. And that's that's what's awesome. And that's kind of why I wanted to. I've been begging you not only to watch me wrestle, but ever since I started this podcast, uh, I've been begging you to just to sit down and talk because. I'll just tell you like this. She was so nervous before I started this. She's in, I don't know. I'm t- not a public speaker. Yeah. Like, and you're talking to your yeah. kiddo here I know. and we're casual right now. We're sitting, 
upstairs in your house and I'm in some basketball shorts and my mom's in her, her PJs. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're, you're comfortable right now. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's all good. What is it? Target PJs? Like just, uh, I don't know. You don't know? I don't remember. They're floral. <laughs> They're nice. Nothing crazy. So, but that's, I've been wanting you to do this because again, you have a voice and it's a voice that hasn't been heard because in the wrestling world, all of us wrestlers came from a mama. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, and th- you're yeah. gonna reach those voices because as wrestlers, they can put this podcast out and go, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, listen to this. This guy's doing it. Yeah, this is mom. You know, right? Can you can you relate, or do you think she's crazy? And they might think I'm a little crazy. Yeah, they don't know that part, but yeah, they don't need to. Yeah, they sure don't. Yeah. But I mean, really, I just really wanted everybody to hear kind of your story. You know, you came from Houston watching Paul Bosch and wrestling mm-hmm. in Houston, and then. Yep. Your crazy kiddo said, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I did it. I'm doing it. I'm living it. You're watching me do it. Yep. And I just wanted you to kind of tell people, again, if you got to just and, – and also, guys, like, love your mom. Love your mom and dad. They support you just like that and just be respectful to them in this yes. whole journey. Indeed. So, you got anything else for the world? I don't think so. No? Uh I don't think so. Usually at this point, I always like get with my guests and go, hey, follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. Find them here. Find them there. But I'm not going to do that. I'm old school because I'm doing good to be on Facebook. Yeah, but I'm so. not going to. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't want anybody from this podcast to look to up my mom. Fa- yeah, to follow. <laughs> I just don't want that happening at all. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because, uh, wait, because you've met some of the wrestlers and, uh, you know. Some of them may already know. Some of know them, they who, already know who you. Who I am, so. Yeah, but, but yeah, you met Johnny Crash and, you know, you, you met a few of them and they know you. Nice little big guy. Nice little big guy. Yeah. So, that's that's Johnny Crash. But, yeah, yeah like I said, this is usually the time where I'm, so instead of giving you the shout out, I'm going to just plug my stuff again. Yeah, why don't you guys follow my kid on Facebook and Twitter? I, I'm going to let you do that. Why don't you do the plug for me? Follow him on Facebook and Twitter at Romeo Falcon. Yeah, well, right? on, twi- yeah, my on tw- Twitter is... My Twitter is at... Oh, at... It's just Romeo. It's just Romeo. And... Um, Facebook is at, Romeo Falcon. Yep, Romeo Falcon on Facebook. Yep. And also the Geeks and Wrestling podcast, ah, which yes. is... Follow me at um, Geeks and Wrestling. Follow him at Geeks and Wrestling. That's it. How about that? How about that? That's all good. That's all good. Anything else? I... Think I'm good. I still, to this day, still say loco. What's wrong with him? <laughs> I think that's, that's, but that's okay. I still, I still love him anyway. You see, you appreciate know. that, mom. I love you yeah, too. So. I think that's a good closing. So I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot, mom. All right, All love right. you. Love you too. All right, man. Thanks, mom. Thank you, mom, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate that, mom. How'd you think of that? Is that good? It's the best one so far. <laughs> Dude, it just gets higher and higher. Shut up, man. Oh, my gosh. No, I really want to. I mean, big. Hey, mom, um, you listen to this podcast. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for always, uh, you know, really being hard on me to, to, to succeed because I wouldn't be doing any of this without you and without dad. So I really appreciate that. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I hope this was okay. If a, a Mother's Day gift, I did get you something besides just a free podcast. Okay, so anywho, um, wow, man, I really felt good to talk to my mom and uh, have her on the podcast. Cool. She's a big inspiration um, behind uh, behind Romeo Falcon. So, um, 
let's get back into Prince though, man. Uh, I want to hear about you uh, DJing House Show Body and uh, playing some Prince. I know you've got a good Prince story of playing a couple tracks and you know just like I have a I have a Prince story. I'm gonna share in a second. Uh, but uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, um, okay, so I used to. I used to DJ, um, and we created a group called House Yo Body. House Yo Body. It was it was basically Chicago style house music. You know, being that I'm from Chicago and grew up with that sound. So here in Houston, I said, you know, people always say, "Oh, well, we DJ house music," and then there's always all these different types of styles of house. But I just said, you know what? There's a certain sound that Chicago has, and I I'm familiar with that sound. So a lot of my track selection was around that style and so and i had friends that were helping us promote we were basically partying you know partying having a good time uh and just kind of promoting the music and so yeah i mean many times uh we we concentrated a lot on trying to get females because the males are going to come out if the females are there so um I, i think maybe the most memorable track or the time is just plain controversy. I mean, you know, as a matter of fact, I might even just insert it here, you know, in you know the what? background. Um, I know? think you should definitely let's uh, I, I hope in this podcast we opened with the Prince song and I hope we're closing with the Prince song yeah, yeah, in uh, this in particular podcast. Uh, just to, let's just put some Prince in this podcast, man. You know, I know he didn't want his music on YouTube, so I'm pretty sure he didn't <laughs> want to use his music for geeks and wrestling. But you know what, Prince? Hey, you're up there, and you're playing some music, you're looking down, you're like, hey, you can use my music. <laughs> but you know what's funny <laughs> is that I have to admit, like, because um, I know a lot about the music industry. You know, okay, I, yeah, yeah. you know, I made music, and I was in a band, and it was, it was signed. You're and an so... award-winning artist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's a straight-up shoot. You're uh, an award-winning artist. I used to be in a group. Well, I used to be in a group. We were called Aftershock, and they won several Houston Press Awards. No, no, you uh, won several Houston Press Awards. You're a part of that group. You won Houston Press Awards. All <laughs> and right? so, uh, but you know, but um, knowing what I know about the music business, when I started um, looking up on what Prince was arguing about or why he didn't like Time Warner and he wrote Slave on his face, I once just started listening to him, you know, because I knew that he was under a contract and he didn't like it. But when I really started to pay attention to, like, he didn't have control of his masters and stuff like that, and how he was rebelling against uh, the music industry that man i got like a lot of respect for the guy you know because it's like he single-handedly just told the music industry you know what um i'm just throwing crazy numbers out here but maybe he may he may make 17 cents out of every like dollar and he's all like why should i do that you know whereas if i ran my own show i'll get 100 percent or whatever well, you and know? It's, and you well, i look at things too especially with music um and even sometimes with wrestling um Let's say you're an artist, okay? Let's say you're an artist and you paint a picture. That's your picture. Right. That is your picture. And if you sell that picture, that's your money. Right. You know what I mean? And I get where Prince is coming from. Like, Prince was making music. That's his music. You know, he, and he felt his right to that music was his right. You know, same thing with a wrestler. Like, if you want me to book on your show, like, you can pay me to to paint a picture for you right in the ring. You know what I mean? But, but, um, you know, and, and it's also perspective um, because let's just say like, and I, and I just recently caught this. So I don't want to make it sound like I just kind of like, I've been knowing this, but he kind of broke it down pretty simple. Um, if you were signed to, let's say a huge record label, or let's just say, you know, you had a person that you have to like, uh, that pays you, you're, you know, you're an artist, somebody, you know, and you have to, 
You have someone that you have to respond to. If you sold 100,000 CDs and you're only making 17 cents, I don't, I don't know what the math is. Let's say 170,000 or something. Mm -hmm. You know, you may just keep that. And you're going to be considered a failure because you only sold 100,000 units. But if you have total control of your music and you still sell that same $100,000 CD, I mean, 100,000 CDs for like 10 bucks, now you're in the millions, you yeah. know? And so he just decided to say, you know, I'm just going to make my own music. I don't care about how many CDs I sell. I'm just going to sell them. And if he sells a hundred thousand, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, absolutely. No, I agree. And uh, so I, I mean, he just rebelled. He just did his own thing. He didn't care about the quantity. He just wanted to be an artist. And man, he did it. You know. But anyways, that's, but hey, that's Prince for you, though, man. That's that's why I say he not only he's a genius in what he, you know, how he felt about his music. He was a genius in what he felt. You know, he felt strongly about his passion. You right, know? and that's what that's where it all boils down to. Yeah, so like, uh, tell me about your, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, not to get a little too personal, but I will. Um, I always had it in my mind that, and this goes back down to, you know, being a child in Bay City in a hot car, watching my dad clean his regal, you know, while we listen to Prince. Um, I love the song Diamonds and Pearls. And then when I grew up and I started dating and having girlfriends, um, I just really really love diamonds and pearls because it was such a passionate song about to me love you know this this guy's profess you know proclaiming his love to this woman and telling right. you know if i could give you diamonds and pearls you know i'd be a happy boy or, you know you know that would that was his you know that's how he felt and uh i always said to myself man when i feel that strongly for a girl i'm gonna play that song at my wedding and i'm gonna dance with that girl and it's gonna be perfect and you know what, man? I did it. You know, when I oh. got married, <laughs> uh, you know, when we got engaged, uh, I told her and, you know, I said, look, there's a few things I want at, at my wedding. And I told her that. And I said, uh, number one, um, I don't want to wear shoes. I want to wear chucks. And I did four chucks. And I said, number two, I want my own flipping cake. I want I wanted my own cake. Wow. Like, okay. I want cake to me. You know, we can share cake. Anyway, I kind of got that. And number three, I needed to dance to Diamonds and Pearls. And lo and behold, you know, God bless her. She was like, you can do it. All of those things. And on my special day, sure enough, it was our time to dance. And we danced to Diamonds and Pearls in front of everybody. <laughs> and it was, it was magical. And I shared my moment with Prince. <laughs> 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 with my wife <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's but that's the that's that's what he did man like that's kind of that's that's what he meant to me man you know and, and what's funny is that man I, as you're talking about it i'm remembering the song and dude i'm probably butchering like the lyrics or the whole idea but it's like uh you d know, to the i to the a to the m <laughs> he said he said uh he would well i mean i'm just paraphrasing but he wishes he could give you diamonds and pearls but he can't so all he could do is just offer you love yeah you know? dude that's awesome and that's man. exactly and that was you know don't get me wrong i've given this woman diamonds good lord <laughs> i haven't got to the pearls yet but uh you know i've given this woman diamonds Whew. but um yeah that's that's that was to me one of the most that to me that's like the ultimate love song i was like when I when I think about a love song, you know, I'm like, man, Prince, Diamonds and Pearls. That's 
that's the one that hits me. And I mean, maybe it's from my dad and playing it as many times as he did in the car. But, you know, you're checking your CD, making sure you got yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, man, because I have a, what is this? A Prince. The Prince Ultimate Collection. Yeah, the B-Sides. And, man, it has three CDs. And, man, they're just like. Nothing compares to you. And, I mean, oh, nothing compares to you is a good one. Uh, I mean, I actually, you know what's funny about nothing compares to you? Let me just tell this quick Delirious. story. Oh, man. So, um, head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. I'm sorry. You know, damn what he was trying to say. You know, um, actually, nothing compares to you was originally written for this uh, group called The Family. And that song sounds really darkish, um, very different, but still, it's still nothing compares to you. And, uh, and I remember just, I have the record, you know, and, um, and I think I just picked it up just because I read an article that Prince was producing them. Mm-hmm. And so I heard nothing compares to you, you know, it, it was what it was, but then I heard, uh, Sinead O'Connor sing it and I'm like, Whoa, how did she get a hold of that song? Cause I, again, I heard it from the family and, uh, man, she made it a hit, you know? I mean, there's a lot of, like, what was it? Um, manic Monday. Yeah. I mean, that was one of those songs I heard so many times. And I was like, yeah, it was one of those 90s hit songs. And now I listen to it now and I'm like, wow, that was Prince. Like, you can hear a little bit of, you know, him in these in these songs that we never really thought of. Right. You know, so. But let's uh, let me jump into another, you know, again, April hit us hard, man. And being the wrestling fan that I am, man, we lost China. I know it's and, you know, it, it kind of it's almost like, you know, it, it's it's very parallel to Michael Jackson's death, because right before Michael passed away, um, there was another person that passed away. Who was it that passed away that got overshadowed and like Michael got hit? And yeah, you're right. I, re- uh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Somebody tweet me, but it, it was almost like parallel because. You know, you wait. Had, it wasn't Mickey, uh, not Mickey. Uh, Davy like, Jones from the Monkees. No, no, it was a woman. It was a woman. I know. Yeah, because I remember like she died like a day or two. It was. Before. It was like the same, like a like a day before. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then Michael died, and then nobody, everybody looked over it. Right. So now China passed away, and I'm like, wow, China. No, you know, because she was on the up and up too. She got clean. She was working, you know, overseas uh, in an in a, in a Asian company teaching English. I know it's bothering you, isn't it? Who passed away with Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm also thinking about China because, you know, you know. Um, obviously, I, you know, I love uh, the WWF when she was on it. Um, but when I saw her on, it wasn't even that show when they get that, like, these, like, B-rated people. And she it's was like a on VH1. It was a reality yeah, show. Reality they, show. They put them all in the house. And as, as, as I started looking at her, I'm like, my God, this woman is a mess. Like, I didn't know anything about her personal life outside of wrestling. Well, and she, and that's the thing. Like, she. She has self-esteem issues or something. Absolutely. You know? And that's the thing. But, well, she was in a, in a bad, bad place. And I was talking to somebody about this recently. And, uh. Here's the thing about it is, is like you had this girl that was on top of the world right. in wrestling. She was she did Playboy, you know. She was glorified for being a superstar. You know, first female to be in the Royal Rumble, first female to win the Intercontinental Championship. She broke all the glass ceilings, right, for being a woman's wrestler. Okay, so then you know she ends up having some issues with with WWE and management, and they pretty much can her and they get rid of her. And now you take 
her release and she didn't handle it well and this in the way WWE let her go and in and, and that I don't want to get too in, involved into it and talk about it because I don't really know but just right. from what I'm seeing looking in she was released unjustly and for wrong reasons I would say I, who knows maybe I'm wrong and then she went on a downward spiral right. with drug abuse and she was in an abusive relationship and I think that's a lot of where the self-esteem came from because she was very berated by an abusive uh, boyfriend and she was put in a position where she felt no self-worth, right? Which is why she ended up doing all these terrible, not terrible things, but just things that are very uncharacteristic in a woman that right. came from such a high, you know, class. I mean, she, don't get me wrong. She did playboy, but there's a lot of women that did playboy that are still very successful. Right. You look at Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy is probably one of the top 10 playboy playmates of all time. However, she's doing all this charitable work for her son, who's, I think, autistic. So she's going to all these autistic rallies going, hey, fighting for autism. Well, 10 years ago, she was naked. Right. You know what I mean? But nobody bats an eye. Well, China was on the same path. Yeah, she did Playboy. But now that she did, you know, she did porno, you know, then it was like, oh, now she's really bad. But again, she was in a bad place. And that's right, what happens, right. you know. And I just, you know, I remember watching her, you know, as you, you did in, the, in WWF. And I was a fan of hers, you know, the ninth winner of the world, China. I mean, you saw this woman and you're like, she's amazing, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and how she wrestled and how she could hang with these these men. And, you know, she was, you know, it's really sad. I well, think, so, well, I'm curious. Did she ever pull herself out of that hole? She did. And okay. that was the thing. I followed her on Twitter and she was a, a uh, and I and I posted this. She was a ray of sunshine w with a lot of the haters out there because she was in a, 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 at the making millions, I'm sure, right. you know, a good amount of money, lost it all, drugs, alcohol and abuse and just was gone, made whatever she could out of the porn industry and then just completely got sober and cleaned up. And she ended up moving, I think, to China, Japan or Korea, one of those places and was teaching English to these kids. So there you go. Like she, you know, she completely turned her life around and was on, on, a, on the right track. She was being positive. And she was a ray of positivity on Twitter and social yeah. media. And, and that's why when I saw that she passed away, I was like, man, like, you know, she was, she was there. She came back, you know, and now she's gone. And man, this year is, man, yeah. it's a tough year, dude. It really is. I mean, so far, I mean, let's see, um, who was it before that? Uh, Bowie was Bowie. That's year. what I was thinking. Bowie, Prince, China. It's just like, uh, let's take Ozzy Osbourne. Let's take Stevie Wonder and let's just put them all in like bubble wrap and like Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, Ozzy Osbourne. Like he's one. You know of, what's funny is that when I when you know? I saw his reality show like years back, I said this this is, this guy's about to die any minute. You know, but you but, know but he's, he's still, still alive, alive but he's still in the music business. So he's one of the legends, man. We got to keep him alive. Oh, and then uh, you know Motorhead, uh, uh, Lemmy, Lemmy, yeah. Lemmy. You know, Silos. Oh. We got to keep the music alive, man. <laughs> okay. Keep the music alive. Keep the dream alive. What other? What else you got, man? What else you got? Anything uh, else happening with you, man? I know. I'm sorry, guys. This was a very down podcast. Not what you're used to, but these are just reflections of who Prince is to us. I mean, if you have a Prince story, share it. You know, tweet me about it at Geeks Wrestling. Email me about it at uh, Geeks and Wrestling at gmail.com. You know, let, let's I'll share your stories. I want to hear about your stories. I want to know what, you know, I'm a geek. 
Silos, you're a geek. I'm a wrestler. I, I'm actually thinking about um, getting purple gear made with the Prince symbol. No. I think so, man. <laughs> why not? I mean, come on. Why not? Maybe just a little, like a purple gear, but not with the symbol. Why not use the music? That's the symbol. I guess, I guess. I mean, what, what, what do I write <laughs> prints on the side of my pants? I think about, why can't I do the symbol? I want my kick pads. I want them to say purple rain. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get a tattoo with a dove crying. Oh, well, I, that's the thing. I'm not going all out getting a tattoo. I'm going to get wrestling gear. Why can't I get wrestling gear? I'm going to get a big old a logo on the back of my jacket with the dove crying. I wonder how many people have changed their names <laughs> since then to like assemble like. But, you know, that's another thing. Only Prince could do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's the only man that could be like, I don't want to be called Prince anymore. I'm the artist formerly known as Prince. And then from there, he's like, don't even call me that. Like, if we were doing the podcast right now and we couldn't say Prince, like, hey, man, this is the podcast dedicated to. <laughs> yeah, we really miss. <laughs> we're showing nothing but love to the artist, man, because he used to be Prince, but now he's just. Like, how do we do a podcast? We can't say it. <laughs> but, man, that was Prince, though. That was yeah. Prince. Do um, You don't have musicology, do you? No. That's one I can't no. find. I'm looking for musicology. And, you know, again, instant gratification. It's not on iTunes. Yeah. So, well, man, you know, uh, I guess let's just jump into some geeky stuff. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to. Cause I've been reading some comics. Oh, yeah? Okay. I have. Um, All New Wolverine's pretty good. I'm reading that. Um, the Superman uh, comic is, is doing really well. Um, and then Batman and Ninja Turtles. I'm just having a good time reading that. Actually, you know what I keep meaning to text pop uh, or send a message to pop culture? Um, apparently, there's uh, it's not probably already old now, but a few weeks ago, they released a comic of how C-3PO got his red arm. Oh, that's right. I haven't got that either. And you're yeah. right. I need to get that, too. Yeah. I keep, oh. I keep meaning to me message them and say, hey, put it, put one on the side. Hey, uh, do you want to go sometime this week? Yeah, I need to go empty out the subscription box. Let, let me know when you go. We'll go together. Okay. Um, One other big exciting thing. I'm glad uh, we're talking about geeky things now. Space City Con. Yeah. Geeks and Wrestling is going to be at Space City Con. We're still, this is still happening. Lucha Underground Stars are going to be there. Sexy Star and Mil Muertes are going to be there. And I'm going to do everything I can with my media pass to get a little snip of our interview with Mil Muertes and Sexy Star from Lucha Underground. Okay. I'm going to do my best, man. And I need you to be my producer, and I need you to help me. Okay? I will be there. Or I am going to be there. Space, yeah, Space I wanna, City I Con, yeah. May 27th. May At the 27th. George R. Brown. I think at uh, NRG or George R. Brown. Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible at this. We should have looked this up sooner. But, yeah. No, we, uh, we were in the purple. I know. We've been in the purple podcast, but... Uh, Space City Con is, is going to be in Houston, and like I said, Geeks and Wrestling are going to be there. We're going to do a live-ish podcast from there. So if you guys are there and you listen to the podcast and you see me and Silos walking around, we're going to have our Geeks and Wrestling uh, shirts on. You see us walking around with microphones. Come talk to us. We want to we want to know about you guys. Yeah, May 27th through the 29th at NRG. I told I knew it was NRG. Is energy. Okay. Uh, Space City Con. We got the William Shatner is going to be there. Man, I started watching Sons of Anarchy again just because I'm getting pumped up about watching SOA. So uh, you got the whole cast of, of Sons of Anarchy that are going to be there. It's oh oh Laura Vandervoot. Who? Laura Vandervoot. She that her? no, that's not her. Um, she was uh, Supergirl in Smallville. Oh man, she's that's a. Going, that's going way back. Hey man, she's a 
I'm gonna, I will say, if I can get her on the podcast, I'm going to do If I get her on the podcast, this is how I'm going to sound. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> You're going to have to do all the talking because that's, uh, that's not Laura Vanderboot. Nope, nope. This is another blonde. Anyway, that's how I'm going to be if I talk to Laura Vanderboot. Just, so is the plan of attack to ask just uh, hit them with questions and move on? Because, you know, they're going to want to I know. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit them with what I can and... I'm going to do my best to take some pictures real quick. Like, hey, you were media, picture of Geeks and Wrestling, and, you know, post them on my Twitter. And uh, you're going to hear you're gonna hear from fans, and, you know, I'm going to try to get as many of uh, these celebrities and comic book artists and as I can on the on the podcast. And wrestlers, of course. Cool. It's going to be a good time. So check us out. Oh, there's uh, Ashmore, Sean Ashmore. He played Iceman in all the X-Men movies. This is going to be a good time, Silos. I'm really excited. I can't wait for yes. me and you to go. We're yes. going to have a really good time. So um, I think that's really it. We're going to wrap this up. And again, I hate that we had to have such a very, you know, sad podcast. But, um, man, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but coming up, man, uh, I, I got a good guest coming up. I'm going to go ahead. and I've already tweeted about it. And I've already uh, hit it up on Facebook. Uh, Bat Serena is going to be on the podcast. Uh, cosplayer. She's... Uh, Heck of a podcast. Cool. Awesome chick. Super fun. Super nice. Look her up, Bat Serena. You can find her on Lady Bat Serena. But she's going to give all of her plugs on the next podcast. But look up Lady Bat Serena if you want to. Space City Con, look them up on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, see those man right now. Take us out with a little bit of Prince, please. And, uh, wait, wait, wait. What? I, I want to pose a question and see if someone could. Uh, okay, yes. If someone could Twitter you or whatever. Yes. Who is higher than Prince? That's a good question. Absolutely. I mean, or who's and, and or who's coming in the horizon? Who can say, right. okay, yes. this is the next Prince. Okay, coming up here. so don't forget to go on Facebook too. There is a Geeks and Wrestling podcast pay, fan page. Click, click the like button on that. Also, click uh, click share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. But most importantly, email me geeksandwrestling at gmail.com and email me who's higher than Prince. Give me your opinion. Tweet me at Geeks Wrestling. Tweet me on who's higher than Prince. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and go ahead and Facebook us, message us who's better than Prince. Who's higher than Prince? That's that's a good question. That's a really good Excuse me. I just kind of hiccup there. Because I uh, can't think of one. I can't but think of anybody either. If somebody says something, I can't. Hey, uh, I mean, it's like Prince and Michael are the greatest and they're gone. So, and I, you know, I... And to me, no one's in the horizon. No one's coming nope. up either. Nope. Not even. Not even close. So without further ado, Silos, I, I, I take us out with some prints right now and, and give him a good give him a good uh, minute of prints. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Day, you will hear me say.